You're welcome to another episode of Popcorn. I apologize for not bringing you popcorn last week. A lot of things were happening in my life. That's why it's called Popcorn, the life of Mode 9. Now, last week I wanted to talk about something. Then I just thought about it over and over again. And I was like, should I give it to them this week? Mm, I don't think so. No. We're going to talk about something different. Now, in the life of every single artist, there's that one album that comes back to haunt him. (laughs) And um, for me, uh, it was that album called Above Ground Level, AGL. Now, I put AGL out in uh, 2014. Now, we all know hip-hop heads. Hip-hop heads out there, we all know. You guys make it difficult for yourselves. And uh, all those that are not hip-hop heads, you guys even make it more difficult. Like, what you want me to do? I get phone calls. Mode 9, uh, please, you need to do something more commercial. Mode give us some. We just want to dance. Give us something to dance to. And then girls be calling. Mode we don't like your music. We don't like it because we can't dance to it. And then the hip hop heads be like, Why didn't you talk about this? Why didn't you drop this punchline this way? So, at the end of the day, I'm like, Yo, man, where do I stand? You just have to do whatever you know you want to do. And um, for those who didn't know, above ground level was pre-planned. No, I've been thinking about, you know, doing stuff with more commercial beats. But it was supposed to be a mixtape at that time. So if you listen to Spasmodic towards the end, you know, it seemed like I was joking, but I was actually, you know, word is born. I talked about a, a project called Commercial Break. And that, I had that planned. I actually started recording Commercial Break in um, 2011. Popcorn, I mean, um, above ground level actually is commercial break, but in a different way. I didn't call it commercial break because it wasn't what I originally planned. Commercial break was me rapping over the hottest beats, the hottest commercial beats in Nigeria at that time. You know, I'd already planned it. I gave, I made some calls. Some people were like, oh, okay, yeah, you can use the beat. I wanted to, you know, get permission from the owners of the beats if i don't i'll just done it i'll just you know recorded it and thrown it out there for free but i was trying to do it the proper way i was looking at making some cds you know so we'll just have a sharing formula so the first person i called was don don jazzy for one one day call b i can't remember the one day call track but when i called him he was talking but long story short man <laughs> we agreed to disagree <laughs> it was just like i didn't even waste time trying to like say okay this is the cut you get because it was just too much i was like okay so now i went back and i thought about it i made a couple of calls to other people and it was clear nobody wanted me to rap over their beats i even called my boy alibi he had a song called Obanji. yep and he was like no 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 I was like, okay, respect that. I can respect that. So I flipped it and I was like, okay, let's not call it commercial break. Let's call it above ground level. But still, we're going to still put some hip hop tracks, you know. There's a track I did with Zeus from uh, Botswana. 
Chubb Heights from Botswana, DJ Raiko from South Africa. That was crazy. That was touring. There was some real hip hop. I even had Proverb from South Africa on it, and a joint called Hip Hop Is Me. And uh, he has uh, another version of that song on his album. And I also have a joint with um, produced by Ill God, uh, featuring Ruby. Uh, that one, uh, Gaskia hard beat with Ruby just making it soft, you know, singing. So it was like half the album was real, you know, hip hop, you know, even the joint with Nice, Kirisi Number. Just because Nice was on it, people think it was going to be a oh, commercial. This is not, it was some hip hop and it was a dope track. So half of it was like hip hop, hip hop. Half of it was like, okay, let's do this. The biggest song on that uh, project was like, Commercial value was the song I did with Gentle. So yeah, doing music with Gentle was crazy. Gentle, mad talented young man from the East, just misguided a little bit. Very difficult to work with if you don't have patience. But yeah, we 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 try we trashed it out. We did like four or five songs. I was gonna make a project with him, but then some things along the line, some red flags just so I just said, okay, you know what, let me just put these songs on the album. So when I was recording for above ground level, I just realized one thing. I had too many songs. And I had songs lying around on my system. There's this chick, Little Beatrice. We used to call her Little B from back in the day. KD. She came through and uh she did something like almost like spoken word on one of my songs. Then I got this beat from a guy that I met at a video shoot. He was like a gospel producer. He gave me a beat. And I met Bookie at that same venue. That was when some boys wanted to shoot. They shot they shot a video and I just followed them there. Then while they were packing up, because we were there all night, I saw Bookie, I saw this producer guy, and then she was gonna do something with like, I think a gospel rapper from America called The Truth. You know, I couldn't wait because I was mad tired. I'd been there all night. And this guy gave me, he played the beat in his car. I was like, woo, I like this one. He gave me the beat. And I got my boy M Smooth from Joss, from J-Town, to come and bless it. M Smooth did the hook. It was fire. And then Little B did some house, you know, spoken word. And I was like, damn, but there's no space for this track on the album. But I was like, CD2. Now, when I was marketing the album, only I asked the guys, like, I was doing it with YSG at that time. Shout out to my boy. You know, I was doing it with YSG, and they said they could only have one CD, that it would be too expensive if they do double CDs. So I was like, okay, let's put the first CD out. We put the first CD out, and the second CD, if you buy it on iTunes, you get the second CD. You get like 40 something songs. So that's how, but you know, you know how our people are. They don't be really buying. <laughs> so a lot of guys don't even know that there's a CD too. They don't know. So they, they just enjoyed Dobale. Dobale was the breakout song on that project. It was huge. People loved it. You know, I, I performed all over Nigeria and you know, I got really, really you know, good response. I even uh, went to Germany. I went to Berlin. I did a live show a live show with a you know with a with a dope band and a dj and you know they played an instrumental and i did the bass for dubale and the crowd they 
they really went they went bonkers they ate it up they loved it so i was like okay that was me trying to be a little bit commercial i haven't had a song with don jazzy now don jazzy gave me two beats one of the beats was uh, meant for uh, one day call but when i went to their studio when he made the first one you know he had actually made that beat ages ago and it was the prince's song but he did the reference track but i insisted that his voice remains on it so i think they redid the voice and uh, i voiced in my studio and that's how that came about you know me doing a song with don jazzy and then while they were playing stuff while he was playing stuff for me he was like hey do you want this one just play the beat it was mellow kind of like drakeish he said this is my Drakeish beat. I was like, okay, I'll take it. But funny enough, that beat is still with me till this day. I haven't voiced it. I haven't done anything on the beat. I might just do something. Initially, I did a track called uh, One Two, which is on um, it's on AGL. That one was produced by Doc Def. Now, One Two was done on that beat that Don Jazzy gave me that initially belonged to one day call but after a while i was like you know what um i took it to dog dev studio to mix and he was like why don't we just build another one man you know so he started making a beat from scratch and i ain't gonna lie the dog dev beat the new one i really like that beat we got zayna to come to the studio and um she did her part and it sounded nice you know it was it had a good switch to it it was a nice mellow kind of like a mary j blige a method man collabo feel it had that feel if only it had a video man but there was just too much going on so yeah didn't have a video but that was one of the dope songs one of the above ground level songs a couple of so-called hip-hoppers real hip-hoppers gatekeepers you know started trying to take shots you know oh he did a commercial album oh, oh, oh. but you see the person that you know inspired me to be an artist to be a rap artist he bought the album and he told me he said this is by far one of your best albums because if you check it it's very difficult for you to create that balance you know people like ill bliss right now you know they're creating that balance you know trying to do something that the hip-hop heads will like and then at the same time the other guys will you know will love but it has to make its mark and that was the kind of song Dubale was Dubale was that song that hip-hop heads liked because you got like I was rapping in pidgin English but the bars were hard let's not lie the bars were hard it's very difficult to create the balance let's tilt it it's very difficult very 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 difficult that's why like i said before rappers like buster rhymes you know i respect buster rhymes because buster rhymes is able to just you know flip it in a certain way commercial heads will love it non-commercial heads will love it hip-hop heads will love it it's more difficult to create the balance than just stay in your lane and rap to your four over four beats know that is easy that comes easy to me like i did a project when i went to the first trip my first trip to london after so many years i did a project in three days and that was pay attention but we're not talking about pay attention right now we talking about above ground level it had 
CD1 and CD2. And for a long time, I let what the hip hop heads, you know, what they said about the album, I let it really disturb me. So I never listened to it until one day this year, I just sat, sat down and I was like, you know what? Let me listen to this album and see, see what it's like. Let me just listen to it like I don't know who the guy is. So I listened to it and I was like, Solo D was right. This is that fire. It was fire. I'm not going to lie. So what I'm doing right now to remind you guys is that I'm putting them above ground level CD1 and CD2. I'm putting it on my band camp right now. Now, if you're watching this, it's definitely on Bandcamp right now. Go to Bandcamp. If you already have it, cool. You can listen to it, refresher. But if you don't have it, I suggest you cop it. But if you don't have the money to cop it or the means to cop it, to buy it, just listen to it. But make sure you follow me on Bandcamp because if you follow me, every time I'm gonna put something out, I always send a message to that, my followers on Bandcamp. Those are the guys I refer to as my real fan base. And right now, my fan base ain't looking really pretty right now. But they are supporting me. I bought a, there's a, there's a, a there's a, a plugin that I bought and I used the, the money that I got from my loyal fan base that been buying my stuff on Bandcamp. I used that money to buy that plug and it's called um, Scalar 2. Yep, we bought we bought the plugin Scalar 2 with the money that we got from Bandcamp. And you know, it's just like getting money and throwing it back into the music. I don't just take the money and use it to go and drink, use it to have a good time. We're putting it back in the in the music. And that's how business that's how business is. I'm going to see you guys next week. Peace.